It's almost summer. Unless you're in the southern hemisphere, then it's not almost. Or unless you're listening to this sometime later, then it may or may not be almost summer. Well, either way, this is a summer-themed episode, and it's full of the sounds of summer. An ABC of summer sounds, in fact, except not in alphabetical order. Or almost an ABC. If you can figure out what's missing, you'll discover one of my personal favorite sounds. Some sounds might be a bit more summery than other sounds, but that's because, you know, the alphabet. There may be different ways to describe a given sound, but keep in mind that there is only one per letter. Each one is cued by a single note. I'll give you the first one for free. As a Texan, one of the most important summer sounds is what you currently hear. A is for air conditioning. And welcome to the Braindrop Podcast, a show all about puzzles, riddles, mysteries, and games. I'm your host, Brian Hobbs. In this episode, we'll take it easy and let the sun slowly melt your ice cream and popsicles while these puzzles slowly melt your minds. But first, solutions to the puzzles from last episode. Solution one. (laughs) The tortoise and the snail. In this one, Achilles and the tortoise are both going to race from the starting line to a snail that is currently sitting 100 meters away. At the starting pistol, the turtle starts going at half of a meter per second, and Achilles runs at 10 meters per second. The snail immediately starts to run, slither, slime, directly away from them at a quarter of a meter per second. Now, obviously, Achilles wins, and once he reaches the snail, he immediately turns around and runs back towards the tortoise, at the same 10 meters per second. When he reaches the tortoise, again, he turns around and runs back to the snail, who is still continuously running away. He keeps going back and forth like this until the turtle finally reaches the snail. So the question is, how far did Achilles run? This one has a simple trick to it that lets you bypass all the tedious sounding back and forth. So how long does it take the turtle to reach the snail? Well, the tortoise goes at one half of a meter per second, but the snail goes away from it at a quarter meter per second, so that means that the tortoise gains on the snail at a rate of a half minus a fourth, which is a fourth meter per second. So the tortoise is approaching the snail at a quarter meter per second and started with 100 meters between them, so it will take 400 seconds. How long does Achilles run in 400 seconds? At 10 meters per second, it's 4,000 meters, or 4 kilometers, which is a really fast time. The guy's a legend. Speaking of legends, this puzzle is based on a similar problem of two trains approaching and a fly going back and forth between them until they meet. As it goes, someone gave the puzzle to mathematician John von Neumann, who gave the answer in seconds, to which the questioner replied, oh, you must have heard the trick before. What trick? asked von Neumann. All I did was sum the infinite series. So there you go. To be a mathematician, you don't necessarily need to be clever, just good. But we had a number of clever solvers, including Dan from Philadelphia and Brian from California. If you want a slightly harder problem, here's a bonus. So he goes 4,000 meters total by the time the tortoise reaches the snail. But how many of those meters was he running towards the snail? You can chew on that or not. I'm not going to give the answer to that unless somebody solves it and sends it in, and then maybe I'll share it with you. 
solution to circular reasoning. This one about word rings, where you take a four-letter word, then find a new four-letter word that starts with the last two letters of that word, then another one that starts with the last two letters of that word, and so forth, until you come up with a word whose last two letters are the first two letters of the original word. This time your starting word was Zeno, Z-E-N-O, so start with a word that begins with N-O, and keep going until you come up with a word that ends with Z-E. You were to see if you could restrict yourself to common words, not super obscure Scrabble words. This one was fairly open-ended, and there were a few good solutions. I think my favorite was sent in first by Rain from California, but also a few others, and that is Zeno, Noun, Undo, Doze, Zeno. So that's three intermediate words, nice simple ones too. Uh, there was another good one. Laura from New Hampshire sent Zeno, Nook, Okra, Rays, R-A-Z-E, and Zeno. And Russ from Wiltshire, England sent Zeno, Node, Dead, Ads, Zeno, Ads, A-D-Z-E. It's a woodcutting tool. Also, Josh from Vermont, Zeno, Node, Deco, D-E-C-O, Coma, Maze, Zeno. There have been some attempts to find a solution with only two intermediate words, but concessions always have to be made. Uh, Josh also found Zeno, Nora, Ray's Zeno. Nora is a name, not really a word. Brian from California said we could get there if only we could accept U-N-Z-E, which, although not in most dictionaries, is definitely included in the highly respected publication known as Urban Dictionary, and I guess is supposedly Pittsburghese for you guys. Uh, given the ratio of downvotes to upvotes, though, I'm guessing it's not even that. So John from Massachusetts jokingly sent Zeno, no, ooze, Zeno, <laughs> which is pretty great. Uh, it's N-O-O-O. So there's also Zeno, Noma, Maze, Zeno. That is technically valid. Um, that's just one I come up with. But Noma, though a Scrabble word, is definitely a obscure word. Not one you'll probably say this week. Or at least I hope not, because it's a form of gangrene affecting the face. Solution 3. The answer isn't Sleeping Beauty. This one was shared by Stephen Sneed. What do needles, princes, and timelines all have in common? The answer is that they all have two syllables. All right, now for new puzzles. No, that's not it. I mean, they do, but that would make for a weird puzzle. Uh, the answer is that you can add an S to the end of all of them to make a new word that isn't plural. So, needles becomes needless, princes becomes princess, and timelines becomes timeliness. So Russ from England and a couple others got this one, but I liked Russ's reasoning. So he thought, 
Well, why would this puzzle be included in an episode on infinity? Well, maybe the words are endless, and so we need to find ends for them. And he came up with it that way. And so I am retroactively saying, yeah, that's that's exactly why I included the puzzle, because the words are endless. Bonus puzzle, can you find a one-syllable word that has the same feature as the words above? So it ends in S, but you can add a second S to make a different word with two syllables. Same deal, not an official puzzle, but send me your answers. Well, moving on, if you add an S to the word puzzles, you'd be puzzless. And we wouldn't want that because it's not even a word. So let's just stick with puzzles. To the gold medal. It's 2022, and you know what that means. The Summer Olympics. Alright, fine, I'm either a year late or a couple years early with this puzzle. But hey, you know what? Last time, even the Summer Olympics was one year late to the Summer Olympics. So, you can cut me some slack. This puzzle was shared by author and math speaker Rob Eastaway back during, um, you know, the Summer Olympics. In which summer Olympic sport does a competitor travel the fastest without the aid of wheels or wind? Actually, it was just wheels before, but it's tricky to say exactly how fast windsurfers are going because it kind of depends on the conditions at the time of the event, so I don't want you to have to, like, rack your brain on that or scour the depths of Google. So, once again, in which summer Olympic sport does a competitor travel the fastest without the aid of wheels or wind. Two. Midsummer in the outdoors. What do bubblegum and lollipops and peppermint and raspberries and pineapple and scrumptiousness all have in common? I mean, besides the obvious. They are all words that have a set of double letters in them that is the same as the first letter. So bubblegum starts with a B and has a double B. Lollipop starts with an L and has a double L, and so forth. Uh, two other examples are in the title, Midsummer and Outdoors. But not all letters work for this. You won't find a word that starts with J and has a double J, for example. But some letters are just trickier to find, like C, H, and K. But there are relatively common words that can be found for all three of those letters, C, H, and K, and all three of them are things you might stop to pick up when you're on a summer road trip. What are they? Again, a word that starts with C and contains a double C, and the same with H and K. What are the words?
Puzzle three. Good night noises everywhere. One summer night, a man grabs his keys, turns off the lights in his house, goes out to his driveway, and starts his car. He then gets out of his car and goes back inside for a few minutes. Finally, he goes back outside once more, shuts off the car, returns to his house, and gets ready for bed. He does not change his plans during any of this, so what is he doing? And a second time, one summer night, a man grabs his keys, turns off the lights in his house, goes out to his driveway, and starts his car. He then gets out of his car and goes back inside for a few minutes. Finally, he goes back outside once more, shuts off the car, returns to his house, and gets ready for bed. He does not change his plans during any of this, so what is he doing? Again, that's just a setup for a solve next episode. You're probably not going to guess it just straight out, but you never know. Okay, that's it for this week. You can go to the website braindroppodcast.com to get a refresher on this week's puzzles. You can send in your answers, share a favorite puzzle, or tell me your summer road trip plans by sending an email to puzzles at braindroppodcast.com. Thanks to Rob Eastaway for letting me share that puzzle. I recommend checking out a podcast he does with Andrew Jeffries called Puzzling Maths. That's maths with an S, because in England they have more than one math. It's advanced like that. Anyway, it's a podcast about, uh, well, maths and puzzles. In the latest episode, you can find out how much of the pencil lead you are wasting by keeping the pencil sharpened. It's pretty wild. You should definitely check it out. And while you're checking it out, consider swinging by my podcast page on iTunes or Spotify or wherever. And please consider leaving a rating or review. I'd appreciate it. And by the way, there is a link in the show notes and on the website where you can check the answer to the sound effect puzzle. Uh, but let me know if you figure it out. All right, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Brian Hobbs. <laughs>